1: Joining me today on location here in Orlando, my guest is a singer, songwriter who plays guitar, ukulele, and piano. She released her debut single last year and is currently working toward an EP release, which we will talk about today. She performs all over Central Florida and has gotten radio airplay, plus she works with a charity called Kids Rock the Nation, which we will also hear about from her, and she has started building a foundation of local sponsors. We've been hearing a song of hers called In a Box. It's my pleasure to welcome to now hear this entertainment, May Tatro. Hey! May, how are you? Thanks thanks for getting over here to do this. And it's nice to finally meet you in person.
2: Yes, yes, definitely.
1: So let's start off by having you talk about the song that we just played called In a Box.
2: Well, In a Box was... It kind of came out of nowhere when I originally wrote it. Because it started with just like a con, a comment in the middle of a conversation mom was talking about like putting like a genre label on me and I was like hey mom don't put me in a box and I kind of you know wrote that into my notes and kind of used it as an idea and then I used like inspiration from like one of, one of my rougher relationships from a while back and I kind of took the quote and like that inspiration just kind of sat down for a couple hours and then the song just kind of Floated out of my room and I was like, hey mom, listen to this.
1: Wrote it uh, lyrics only at the time or yeah. melody along the way? Well,
2: I normally write, like, I'll come up with the lyrics and then I'll try to match up like some guitar with it. Like really basic guitar and then figure out melody after that. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of just like a, a, kind of a little bit of all at once, but still kind of in stages
1: okay so now I'm going to put you on the spot though because when you say mom don't put me in a box what if, if someone is and in the case of this show there's going to be people who are going to listen to this episode because they know you mm. and they want to hear all things May <laughs> music that are happening but there's going to be people who are listening because thank you by the way listeners because they listen to my show regularly and they're being introduced <laughs> to, to you for the first time so if you're explaining to someone they're hearing about you they're hearing your music for the first time mm-hmm. what genre do you tell them that your music is
2: well it's You know, if I am going to kind of put myself into a category that would be able, that would somebody would be able to identify most closely with, because I'm kind of a bit of a conglomeration of a bunch of different stuff, it would be more of like an alternative indie kind of area, because I'll do like, some acoustic stuff, but at the same time, I'll do a lot of alternative punk style music. So I call it alternative indie.
1: Okay, okay, I like that. And 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 that in itself is sort of you being different <laughs> and being original and saying, here's what I call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's, definitely. It's, it's the May Tetro genre. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of music do you do? I do May Tetro stuff. <laughs> so I know that we've got a lot of ground to cover here with you on this episode, but gosh, I just love... As I was just mentioning during the intro, that you are working with a charity two weeks ago on the show, which was episode 175, Katie Bell. She's a singer, songwriter, and model from up in Atlanta. She was talking about having been on the Teen Nation Tour as a result of her platform against bullying. And I mentioned during that interview about episode 147 when Brielle von Hugel, who had been on American Idol, she talked to me all about her stand against bullying. So there have been other artists too but gosh mate how wonderful to see you at such a young age when most artists aren't thinking about giving back they're worried about getting so tell us all about kids rock the nation
2: well kids rock the nation uh, it started out i was going around to like the local festivals around like where i live and stuff and we met this guy named anthony wilde who is the founder of the foundation And he came to me and he was like, hey, you know, you're really young and we have a foundation that supports music programs for kids to like help get them like out of trouble and stuff like that. And we were wondering if you would like to be involved in our charity because you'd be a great, like you'd be showing kids what they can be doing. And I was like really excited about that because I've always, I have like a lot of friends that they get into a lot of trouble and stuff like that. And I always t- tell them that if they had like a hobby, they wouldn't be in all that. And so when he told me about it, I was more than willing to jump right on the bandwagon and get straight into it. And I've donated a bunch of guitars and wow. I've been do- donated guitars multiple times. And they they're just, they've helped me so much because they've gotten me connections and gigs and things like that. And they're just amazing people and they help so much with what, kids need should be doing with their lives other than running around the neighborhood doing nothing.
1: <laughs> so are they based in Florida or was it a chance meeting that he just happened to be where you were?
2: Well, he, they are based in Florida. They're based in like Ormond. Every, mm-hmm. That's where they kind of just stay. Um, they do an every Sunday at a local like pub bar place called uh, oh gosh, what was it? I can't remember the name of the place right now, but I go there every once in a while to kind of just pitch in and help and they do an every sunday show for the charity and do donations and stuff like that but that's over in ormond and that's kind of just where they stay
1: okay i was gonna say you and i know where that is but there's gonna be listeners here who don't know where ormond beach is so let's talk about this because i mentioned at the beginning of the show listeners that may and i are doing this interview on location in orlando (laughs) Uh, but you actually, you actually hang your hat, as they say, over say on the east coast mm-hmm. of Florida, right? Yeah. Maybe a little more north. And I would say that for the listeners out there that aren't even in Florida, um, probably the the best known city that you live close to is Daytona Beach, maybe. Yeah,
2: yeah. We, I okay. live like right next to Daytona, and Ormond is like right next to Daytona. So
1: okay, there you go. And so, uh, Kids Rock the Nation. When was that 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 you first got hooked up with them?
2: That was about three years ago.
1: Wow. Wow. And so I hope you don't mind my asking, but I I want the listeners to know how old you are.
2: I'm 17.
1: And so that means that three years ago when they approached you, you said that you were already performing. Mm -hmm. So at 14, at 14, they approached you and said you wanted to do that. Yeah. That's super awesome. Yeah. And so, you know, how mature of you to have that wherewithal at that age to say, this is a good thing because Kids and again, you're only 14. Kids my age <laughs> need something to to inspire them and to, and to keep them on the straight and narrow.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's awesome! Wow, very impressive. Awesome. And uh, so, Kids Rock the Nation, we said, is based here, but they do have a national presence. Would you say a national footprint?
2: I'm not necessarily probably national, mainly on like the east side of the U.S. Like they do a lot in. Um, places like they go to New Orleans all the time in Louisiana and they do huge donations over there in Louisiana and uh, so it's kind of like from Louisiana over to like the East Coast and so has, 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 has it
1: brought you to to Louisiana yet? not yet <laughs> but I
2: hope. In the future, I will definitely be able to go. I would love to be able to visit a most, like, a most inspiring music location like New Orleans.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then I had also mentioned that you have gotten a nice little boost from having already started to get a couple sponsors. So go ahead and give them a shout-out. But uh, for the sake of the listeners who are aspiring performers themselves, after you give the shout-out, I, I want you to talk about how did you get those sponsors?
2: Well, I'm sponsored by a, he's a local Remax signature realtor um, around Daytona Beach, and his name is Okier, and he's um, absolutely amazing. I've been friends with him for quite a while now, and I'm also sponsored by an author from over in the Central Florida area. His name is Mike Pyle. He's also um, in a law company, and he's a really amazing guy, and he's been there for me for uh, about a year now and I'm also sponsored by some larger companies like um, Intune GP Guitar Picks and they're a bigger guitar pick company that support a lot of smaller to mid-level bands and solo artists and I'm also sponsored by a company called uh, explore apparel and they do like t-shirts and tank tops and stuff like that and i got those sponsors through really just going out and playing at my gigs because and like meeting them because they're both also in the same industry. Like, Okir plays viola at local mic nights around where we live, and uh, Mike likes to go to, like, music events, like festivals and things like that to promote his book and things like that. And so I met them just kind of out and about, industry things. Let's and see, I
1: like this because it sounds to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like you're saying that you didn't know these guys. Like They not. weren't coming there to watch you, they just happened to be there, and this is what I say over and over and over, and, and everyone in the business hears it, that mm-hmm. you never know who might be in the audience. Oh yeah. And so you're saying that these guys just happened to be somewhere wh- where you were and they approached you and and said I mean, how did that conversation go? Did they say hey, I can sponsor you or is there any way I can get involved Is can I do you need any help? What what, what was the, what was the dialogue that night?
2: Well, I met them both separately, but basically with both of the conversations that I had with both of them, it was kind of like, "Hey, We've been, you know, lingering around and listening to you, and you're really good. And we want to know what we can do to help promote you and get you farther in what you're doing. And then we talked about, like, sponsorship options and things like that. And then they would choose the way they wanted to sponsor me, and then we'd move on from there. But they'd just come up to me and tell me, hey, we like what you're doing, and we want to help. Awesome.
1: And then the other sponsors?
2: Um, I got... Uh, GP, the uh, Intune GP guitar picks. I went on their website and I sent them an email and told them that I was an up and coming artist and that. I knew that they had sponsorship options for smaller artists uh, other than larger options, uh, larger artists. So I wanted to know what the options were of getting them as a sponsor because I use their product and things yeah. like that. And they were like, uh, yeah, sure, we'll send you our stuff and you can you pick one. Fantastic. super awesome. And then Explore Apparel actually followed my Instagram for a while. And then they just were like, hey, if we send you clothes and you wear them, we'll send you a check and sponsor you and give you clothes and stuff. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let me think about that. Okay, the answer is yes. <laughs> now, did I see correctly on your social media, speaking of which, um, did I see are there May Tetro t-shirts now? Or Yes. Uh, okay, because okay, I didn't know if when you were talking about them if I was maybe misinterpreting what I saw on social media, but that's, that's fantastic. Okay, so let's back up here. And look at how and when you started because I'm really interested to hear about your having joined a live performance group at the ripe old age of ten. I did. <laughs> ten? I
2: did. <laughs> I was it was kind of it was really fun, you know, at the time and now I look back on it and I'm like, Yeah, it helped me get started, but it was so silly. I loved it. Um, What was it? It was a performance arts group. They were called uh, J Groove. And they were um, absolutely... They're not in business anymore, sadly. Which is really... It's really upsetting. Because they were such a big help getting me started in my music career. Hmm. But it was like... They had a choreographer. And we all learned to dance. And then they had a music coach. So we all learned how to sing. And there was an acting coach. So we all learned how to act. Wow. And we just learned, you know, all the trade stuff about you know the industry as we all call it um you know I was singing in the back of the room one day and my my art teacher came up to me and stuck a microphone in my face and was like no do it again sing it and then she pushed me up to the front of the stage and was like you're gonna do solos now and I just started singing with them and then when they kind of they fell apart um, due to some unforeseen circumstances that mm-hmm. we were not ready for apparently like the studio got closed down and we, know, we had no one knew why um, but we were all really upset about it but from then on you know even without the performance group, but you know, I carried on doing my music.
1: But were you already somebody who was maybe, you know, singing in school or singing around the house or interested in music to begin with?
2: I always, like, sang with the radio in the car, and, like, I used to play guitar with my grandfather when I was, like, six or seven, just as, like, something to do with him, and I, like, I always liked music, but I was never, like oh I'm going to do this mm. this is going to be what I do until I joined the group and I joined the group because I wanted to learn how to dance and I ended up singing uh. out of it and it was it was actually kind of really amazing how it happened
1: I know you said singing and acting were they teaching you dance as well yes wow wow Good stuff. I am Bruce Wozniak and joining me on location here in Orlando, Florida is singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist May Tatro. Visit her official website at www.maytatromusic.com and you'll want to either look at the title of this episode on your listening device to get the proper spelling of her first and last name or just click on the link to her website that we have on the show page for this episode. She is big time on social media too. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. You can also find May on Reverb Nation, where she is ranked number one in her area. She is also on SoundCloud, which is one of the platforms that this show is available on. And, of course, do purchase her music. It's available on iTunes, Google Play, and Amazon. And then for our show, speaking of Amazon, if you're going to go there to buy anything at all go to nhte.net and click on the tall amazon banner to get over there they will give a small little kickback otherwise if you want to contribute directly to the show we have a patreon campaign it's at patreon.com/nhte Or on our website, nhte.net, there's a Patreon button that you can click on to get over there. Speaking of that button, right next to it on nhte.net, there's a button for our Facebook group. It's called NHTE Listeners. So either go to nhte.net and click on the button for the Facebook group, or if you're just searching on Facebook, type in NHTE Listeners and join that group. Talk about the show, the guests, things of that nature. If you want to send an email, you can write to podcast at nhte.net. With your questions, comments, anything about the show, podcast at nhte.net is the email address. There is a newsletter you can sign up for at nhte.net, and we also have icons that you can click on there to get this show from iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, and TuneIn Radio. Do subscribe and tell a friend. Yes, you can listen at nhte.net, but if you don't want to sit in front of your laptop, you want to take the show with you on the go, those are some of the different platforms where it can be heard. And lastly, our social media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram, links to all of those at nhte.net as well. Me, we were talking about your younger years, I have mentioned guitar, ukulele, and piano. So, talk about your skills with each of those. When did you start each one? Um, maybe which is your strongest, your second, your third? Um, what will people seeing you? What will people see you playing at your live shows? Those types of details.
2: Well. I I do indeed play guitar, ukulele, and piano, and I'm practicing on a couple other instruments, but I don't really consider me to play those yet. Because Um, three is not enough. Because three (laughs) is never enough. No, of course. Uh, I started playing guitar when I was about five. I would uh, go... Wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. Five? Like five, yeah. Five? not
2: like professionally. Like, this is just something I did around the house. Um. (laughs) My grandfather had really bad arthritis and heart conditions, which made his hands uh, very immobile. So he had a couple of guitars, and he would use the guitar to help keep his hands flexible enough to be able to move and function. And uh, I would go over and I would play guitar with my grandfather as something to do with him, because that's something he did regularly to Mm. keep his hands functioning. And I was able to do that until he passed when I was seven, and I didn't play guitar for a very long time. And then I picked it back up when I got into the performance group that we were talking about mm-hmm. earlier. And I've just been playing guitar since then. And I wouldn't call guitar necessarily my strongest instrument because I do only do enough to be able to accompany myself. I'm not going to call myself, you know, a guitarist. Uh-huh. But I do play it. And I guess I play it a little well. <laughs> um, I play ukulele. uh a little less than my other instruments. It's a very fun instrument to play, but at the same time, it's very difficult because it is so different. And I only started playing ukulele about a year or two ago. Um, As small as the instrument is, the chords can be very complicated. So it's definitely uh, one of my more, I'm learning how to play this instruments. Uh, And piano, I would consider piano to be my strongest instrument, even though I do not play it out live. Mm. Hmm. Keyboards are very heavy and very hard to transport. <laughs> so, playing them live is very difficult. Uh, but I do play piano a lot more. I practice with it a lot more. I, I take very intricate lessons on my piano. Mm. And I've been playing piano uh, since a little bit before I joined the performance group. So, I think I was about eight or nine when i started taking piano lessons and i just took piano lessons because i thought the instrument was beautiful and i wanted to learn how and i so that's been a while i've been playing guitar and piano
1: so it sounds like if someone comes to see one of your performances you're just going to be playing guitar at your live shows
2: on my guitar yeah Yeah. Uh, i do do a couple songs on my ukulele though
1: Okay. I mentioned back in the intro that last year you released your debut single, which is the song that we played at the beginning of today's show, but on your Reverb Nation page you've got a few other songs in there. Twisted Lover, Rough Mix, Blind and Broken, High Volume, and Untrustworthy. What are all those?
2: Those are other originals that we are currently working on and hoping to be able to put on the EP. And uh, those are mainly just kind of in their middle stages, not completely finished, but we put them up there so people can listen to them and hear what's going to be, you know, in store for the EP.
1: And um do you ever invite feedback or do you get feedback even if you didn't ask for it, people finding I those do. on there?
2: I do. And it's very sometimes it's like really good feedback. Like I get a lot of good feedback on my music, but sometimes we'll get like oh, I think you need to do this like this, and oh, you should be doing this like this. Hey, do you want to produce all your works with me because I'd be better, Uh. blah, blah, blah. And I'm like... It's really cool to, you know, get feedback from people. And I love constructive criticism, but there are a lot of people on the internet that can be a little harsh when talking about things.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask you how how that makes you feel when people start giving you this feedback. But, you know, again, I take my hat off to you because it's a very mature approach that you just described because, you know, at 17, you're very vulnerable. And just Mm -hmm. for any musician, putting their music out there when it's not finished is something very vulnerable. And and so I guess how do you know though, especially at just seventeen, how do you know, um, because it would be easy to say, well this person's complimenting me, so I like their feedback. This person's <laughs> saying things I don't like, so I don't how do you how do you discern which feedback to say, okay, you know what, maybe this person's got a point?
2: Well, it's not necessarily very easy to kind of separate the differences between certain types of feedback especially when it's just you know words on a screen Uh, you can't hear like the way they're saying it Mm -hmm. and things like that just
1: like texting and emailing people (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: Um, but you know when people are telling you hey you know this song's really good I like this about it I like this about it this sounds really great you could have done this a little bit better but the way you did it works great for what it is and things like that you can be like oh this person's actually giving me like a genuine compliment and those are comments that i love to see and but the comments that i like more to see are when people are like giving me like positive constructive criticism mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. hey i'm going to judge you a little bit but at the end i'm going to tell you that you still did a good job yeah and then there are people who just come on i call them uh, internet trolls because mm. they just they sit at their computer and they type and they're just like, I don't like this I don't like this, I don't like you you're a terrible person, why would you post this I'm like, oh, go away
1: Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is always be prepared to play. And I'm sorry, I know this one's going to be tough for, say, drummers or piano players, but always have your guitar, or always have your bass, or always have your ukulele, or your horn, or whatever instrument you play. If someone invites you to play impromptu, you don't want to have to politely decline because you didn't have your instrument with you. Treat it like the old tagline that used to close out the American Express card commercials, don't leave home without it. Go back and listen to episode 95 when Chloe Collins talked about how that mindset has benefited her. And that is today's Bruce's bonus.
2: How about that? Helpful? There are a whole bunch of tips just like that over all the prior episodes of this show. To make it easy for the listeners out there who are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers to get the tips in one concise format, there is a Bruce's Bonus Book
0: Volume 1, Volume 2, and Volume 3 for purchase in ebook format, giving you all the tips from episodes 1 to 40, 41 to 80, and
2: 81 to 120, respectively. Just go to www.Bruce'sBonusBook.com for online ordering and instant delivery.
1: May, there's a video on your YouTube channel that jumps out at me because of the huge numbers on it in a relatively short amount of time. Your cover of Royal by Lord has over 10,000 views in just five months. Is there anything you can share with other musicians who are listening as to what you might have done that that video in particular has gotten so many views?
2: it's really entertaining that you ask that because I get that question a lot by a lot of people I basically did nothing I when I put up the video I put a couple tags in the description which YouTube allows you to do you tag like the genre of the song and like who it's by and then you tag the song title and you post it and I mean I seriously have no idea how I got so many views. I didn't like buy views. I didn't share it that much. I didn't send it to any of my friends. I just posted it and came back to it a couple weeks later and it had this ridiculous amount of views and I kind of freaked out myself about it. Um, so I I guess just do covers of popular songs and tag them accordingly.
1: But but did you at least you know post on all your social media like, hey guys, got a new cover up, go check it out?
2: I I did like one post. I did hey I posted a new video on my YouTube. Go check it out. Mm. And then I came back to it, and it was just ridiculously viewed. And I know a couple of them were from like my mom, you know, showing like my parent, like my dad and my sister and all of her friends, La video and yeah, stuff. Yeah, which is like a dozen. That's, like, well, it's like a small, like, oh, maybe like 15. Yeah. <laughs> but I came back and I had like thousands, and I was so confused on how it did that, but I I don't even know. <laughs> so
1: do you take that as inspiration and say, okay, maybe if I keep looking for the right song, I should post more of these than I, than I thought I might post?
2: Yeah, yeah, it did, because like... <sighs> I am not the biggest person on YouTube. Like, I'll post a couple videos, you know, here and there about, like, what I'm doing, and I'll do a couple cover videos, but I'm not as big on YouTube as, you know, I feel I should be. So when I got that response to that video, I was like, you know, maybe I should post more, because <laughs> I've gotten a lot more popular, at least in my area, as far as I know, with the music industry. So I was like, whoa, well, I didn't get a lot of views, back when I first started, but that's because I wasn't popular. But now that I have a bigger following, now I'm going to get more views. I should do this more often. Yeah,
1: and we were actually saying off-air before we started recording this that May, as we described, she lives over, say, in what we'll call the Daytona Beach area, but here we are in Orlando, which is, uh, on on a day with good weather, the drive from Daytona Beach to here would be...
2: I'd say here on the far side of Orlando where we are today and without bad traffic and terrible weather like we have today it would be normally like hour hour 30 minutes max right and
1: so my point is that here you know here it's probably a good let's say 75 90 minutes away yeah. and yet the, the reason that you've been able to build your following is because you have slowly started growing outward to where oh, yeah. you don't just play over in that part of the state. You do play over here. Mm-hmm. I don't want to overstate it, but you, you come quite regularly to the, to this part of central Florida. I,
2: I do. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, as the listeners can hear, there are no shortage of highlights for you already in your, in your young career, but may I wonder on the flip side, what is the biggest challenge for you at this stage of your career?
2: Biggest challenge for me at this stage in my career is not necessarily getting gigs. It's the hard part about where I'm getting gigs. Because there's a lot of places that I would love to be able to play, but I'm not 18 yet. And there are a lot of places that only hire musicians that are 18 and up. And being a, I guess I'd consider myself a young musician, that's really hard getting into places that have more of a larger following because they do only hire from, you know, of legal age upwards because they sell alcohol and things like that. So I'd say getting, uh, getting shows at more popular venues that hire higher-aged People it is my biggest struggle right now.
1: And when will you turn 18?
2: December 3rd. So I've only got a couple more months.
1: Uh, okay. Okay. Wow. Well, but again, um, uh, you know, I don't want to keep brown nosing you to death, <laughs> but, but hats off to you that you are playing as much as you play, and yet. You just described this very limiting challenge that that you're yes. facing so you know hats off to you that you've been able to find enough places granted sometimes <laughs> you have to drive 90 minutes to get to those places yeah but that you've found enough places that are perfectly fine with having a 17 and mm-hmm. probably you know a year ago a 16 year old and w- w- at what age did you actually start um, listeners i'm holding up air quotes at what time did you at what age did you actually start playing out
2: uh well i started performing uh Publicly at about, I'd say, regularly thirteen. Wow. More closer to fourteen. Wow. It really picked up when I was fourteen. Mm. Um, but I did like mic nights and stuff like that sure, when I was like sure. twelve, thirteen.
1: Wow, that's outstanding. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me on location here in Orlando, Florida, is singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist Mae Tatro. Visit her official website at www.maytatromusic.com. And as I mentioned before, you will need to, I said before you will want to, but you will need to either look at the title of this episode on your listening device to get the proper spelling of her first and last name, or you can just click on the link to her website that we have on the show page for this episode. As I mentioned before, yes, you better believe it, she is big time on social media too. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. You can also find May on Reverb Nation, where she mentioned is ranked number one in her area. She is also on SoundCloud, which of course is one of the platforms that the show is available on. And, of course, do purchase her music. It's available on iTunes, Google Play, and Amazon. As I mentioned before, please do go to Amazon by clicking on the tall Amazon banner at nhte.net. They will give me a few pennies for my piggy bank. Uh, if you want to make a donation to this show, we have a Patreon campaign set up at patreon.com nhte or just go to our site, nhte.net, and click on the Patreon button there to go over and make your donation. There's some real neat rewards, some neat prizes is some neat thank you gifts for donating to us. There's also a button next to that at NHTE.net for our Facebook group, which is called NHTE Listeners. If you'd rather just search on Facebook, do join that group, talk about the show. Uh, There's a good number of musicians in there that we do kind of talk about some music stuff, but I would love to have more of you in the Facebook group. If you want to write in, podcast at NHTE.net is the email address. Always love to hear from listeners, so do write in to podcast at NHTE.net. And then remember, you don't have to sit in front of your laptop and listen to the show. You can if you want to, but if you need to take it with you on the go, if you're someone who is on the go a lot, perhaps you spend a lot of time on airplanes or you're just relaxing at the beach or someone who works out at the gym, you walk for fitness, just go to nhte.net. There are icons to go get the show instead from iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, and TuneIn Radio. Do make sure that you're subscribing so that you get the show automatically every week. And please tell a friend. And, of course, our social media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. There are links to all of those at nhte.net. May, it is said that, quote, unlike most aspiring musicians, fame is not May's ultimate goal, end quote. Talk about that.
2: Well, I always told my mom, like, when I was a kid, I was like, oh, I don't want to be famous. But I never really meant that in, like, a serious sense. I mean... Fame is a terrifying thing, especially when you see how people under the limelight are treated by paparazzi and magazines and things like that. The media absolutely ravages famous people just for being famous, I guess. And I always would tell you know my friends and my family, I love doing my music, but I don't want fame to be my end goal. I want people to be able to enjoy what I do and be able to listen to my music without reading a paparazzi article of me in the magazine the next day. It's not... It's Fame isn't as pretty as people think it is. And that's what that quote comes from.
1: Okay. So, then when you have to do... uh, You've got some really cool photos that you sent that I really (laughs) like. So, when you have to do a photo shoot, though, do you envision that as... Um, this is a necessary evil, it's, you know, I have to have photos, I have to stay mm-hmm. updated, I have to have media, meaning multimedia mm-hmm. to put on my website and to put on et cetera. Or, or
2: Well, I find it more as if I'm going out for a photo shoot to get promotional photos that I can put out myself instead of me going out to lunch with my friend and some random person with a camera coming up and snapping shame, shameful photos yeah. of me hey,
1: you're the girl that I saw playing last night at such and such a place Yeah, it's like come on I'm having lunch here yeah I'm <laughs> like
2: hey I'm kind of shoveling a burger down my throat can you give me a little space <laughs>
1: Okay, okay, fair enough. Uh, so now you're working toward an EP release, as I mentioned back at the start of the show. W- what can you tell us about that? Who are you working with? What stage is the writing and the recording at? How many songs will there be? When will it be released? Those types of details.
2: I'm hoping to get the EP out by the end of the year. Um, not quite sure what month, but by the end of the year is as kind of as close uh, to a, a date as I can get right now. Um, we've got two or three songs done, which are uh, the couple that are up on like my Reverb Nation and my SoundCloud and stuff like that, um, which still aren't necessarily completely 100% done. So we're doing a lot of finishing touches and things, and there's hopefully going to be five to six songs on it. And so we've got a couple more left to do, and I just actually, we're finishing up one of the songs right now in the studio. And when you
1: keep saying we, it's yourself and And, who else?
2: uh, I've been working with a wonderful producer. His name is Alex. I cannot pronounce his last name. (laughs) It's kind of like Worsniak, right? (laughs) It's a very complicated last name. His name is Alex. He's at a place called Sound Mind Studios in Ormond over by Daytona. And he's been absolutely amazing to work with. And he's helped me through a lot with the music process.
1: And how did you ever get joined up with him in the first place?
2: I was actually friends with the owner of the studio building, and he was like, you know, if you do music, you can always come in and record with us. And I was like, okay, why not?
1: So then I wonder after we just had the discussion a minute ago about, you know, fame is not the end goal, and I just, you know, want people to enjoy my music and that type of thing. Do you have any visions? Because again, to me, they're two separate things. Do you have any visions of, I have a great experience when I record with Alex, and he's got a nice facility over there, but yeah, I'd love to go actually record in New York someday or in LA or in Nashville, or is it, you know, nope, this is, you know, gets me what I need?
2: I've always loved small studio experiences because I have. I don't know it's like this weird anxiety of being in big fancy expensive buildings I don't know what it is but I feel like I'm always gonna like break something (laughs) because I'm a mess
1: well and it can be intimidating too just but, yeah. to look around and see the place and say, uh oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: this looks like a lot of money was put into yeah. it. I don't want to touch anything. I'm just going to sit here and do nothing. <laughs> Wait until they ask me to sing. Uh, but I've always loved small studio experiences. So working with Alex has been, it's very, been very comfortable for me. And when people talk about, oh, do you ever want to record with Sony or something like that, I'm like, uh, if they want to sit in like a small, small room. And work with me that way. That would be awesome. But the big fancy studios—they, I don't know—they kind of intimidate me. I guess.
1: Interesting. Okay, uh, let's try this. It's it's episode 177, and I honestly don't know that I've ever done this before in the <laughs> in the three plus years of doing this show. So before we wrap up, is there anything that we did not talk about today that you want to tell the listeners about?
2: Oh goodness. Well, I don't really know because I think I think we covered you know all the basics on what we well, what I feel would be talkable about and I don't necessarily want to go into like shows and stuff like that being that most of your listeners probably aren't local well but it sounds like
1: when it comes to um the details of your new EP that you're working on I know that you are very active on social media so I'm sure that you'll post updates and people can always yeah people can follow you on on all those different social media channels to find out what you're working on? Uh, you know how many songs it, it finally is. What the title of it is. What the release date is. What will, will you do? Do you think? Do you think you'll do an EP release party?
2: I will be doing an EP release party. Um, I'm not quite sure when, but it's definitely going to be probably like probably like a a month or so after the EP is released because I don't want to like be like oh I released it yesterday party yeah um, yeah but uh, we're hoping to do it at a place called Copper Rocket. In Altamont, Mm -hmm. which is in the like central Orlando ish area. (laughs) Um, And they're a really hot spot for local music around here. So we're hoping to do it there. And we're probably going to do another super local one in uh, the Daytona area. So like all my local friends can, you know, come hang out and party about it. Um, and and, and do you fun. think?
1: Do you think will there be any kind of push made that okay? Now I have an EP. I don't want to say that I have to sell, but that I would like to promote and, and get the word out about. It. Do you think that you'll start? You know, maybe I'll go up to Jacksonville. Maybe I'll come down to Tampa. Maybe I'll go as far as Miami. Maybe I'll go, or or is it just uh, you know, put it out there, play the usual places?
2: Well, I see it as like you know, once I get the EP out. I will be able to you know shop myself out a little bit further not necessarily as like regular gigs because you know I can't be driving all the way out to Jacksonville you know three times sure, a week sure. that's crazy um but I would love to be able to go a little further than I normally would you know maybe once or twice a month to just spread myself a little further and maybe even do like one of those like central Florida tours or something mm-hmm, like that
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very nice. Well, we're going to close today with another song of yours, one called Twisted Lover. So before we let you go, tell the listeners all about this song, if you would, please.
2: Uh, twisted, as I call it. The official title is Twisted Lover. But every time I say, like, Twisted Lover, I don't know, people just get, like, this weird vibe about it. They're like, you're <laughs> 17, what are you talking about lovers? <laughs> um, I, call it, I call it Twisted uh, just when I talk about it, because sure. people normally... Get the hint. What song? Yeah, I'm it's, talking like, about. it's like
1: some artists have a have a song that's got like a five word title, oh, and yeah. they'll say just the first one. Yeah, <laughs> um,
2: Fallout Boy does that a lot. They have really long song titles. <laughs> um, but "Twisted" was started out as uh, it was another. It was about actually the same relationship that "In a Box" is about because it was a rough one. So I took a inspiration from it for a couple of my songs, and it actually worked out really well. And i i absolutely loved the the writing process of that song you know figuring out the melody and the guitar and everything Um so it was kind of a similar backstory as in a box at the beginning of our show today and it was just it was really fun to write about the situation i was going through in multiple different ways and scenarios mm. and it was just it came out as a really great song, and I hope people like it because I love
1: it. <laughs> so then, that's interesting that you kind of took the same subject matter mm-hmm. and wrote about it two different ways. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how far apart did you write the two songs? Was it like one week later, or was it like six months later? This
2: was like six months apart. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I wrote in a box first, and then I wrote twisted.
1: And do you ever do you ever think that in this process of of the EP recording that you're doing right now, that you've got the songs picked, that are going to go on there and do you worry that uh oh you know what if all of a sudden next month I come up with this song then I go wait a minute <laughs> I just wrote this and this thing is awesome and I got to put it on the EP
2: I actually have already done that and we extended it from a 4 to 5 song EP to a 5 to 6 song EP ah. just for the one that I wrote because I was like super excited about it this is going to be great we need to put this on there it's going to be fantastic okay, and wow. we just extended it for it
1: by any chance is that one of the songs that's on your Reverb Nation?
2: Sadly it is not I'm trying to keep the new one as hidden as possible keep right it under wraps. now. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: and I have been mentioning that uh, that you're on SoundCloud. Um, will people find songs on SoundCloud that are not on Reverb Nation and vice versa?
2: I think they're about the same. They're even okay. equally because I know some people uh, prefer SoundCloud to Reverb Nation or sure. vice versa. So I try to keep the same uh, material on both of them. So if somebody's not listening to one, they'll hear it on the other.
1: Yeah, awesome, very nice. Well, this has been great, and uh, and I really appreciate you coming from as far away as you did, uh, listeners. <laughs> uh, this is a, this has been a very rainy day here in uh, Central Florida. So um, I'm thanking May because it took her a lot longer to get here than oh, probably yeah. should have. But thank you so much and, and continued best wishes with no all that problem. you're doing. anytime. Listeners, that will do it for this week's episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist Mae Tatro. Do visit her official website. It's www.maytatromusic.com and then engage with her on social media slamming my fist down on the table so that means like her facebook page follow her on twitter and instagram subscribe to her youtube channel and then watch and like the videos on there for that matter tell her you heard her and her music I now hear this entertainment Don't forget that May, as we just discussed, is also on Reverb Nation and SoundCloud. And of course, do purchase her music, which is available on iTunes, Google Play, and Amazon. And as we said, keep up with her online so that you can continue to get updates throughout the next several months of the new EP that she is recording. Don't forget to visit www.nhte.net and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio 2 hopefully accompanied by a five star rating. that really does help the show a lot. If you are listening on SoundCloud remember that you can like and repost is how you share episodes on there and you can also follow on SoundCloud. Engage with the show too go to nhte.net and click on the icon to go join the Facebook group. You can also write in via the email address podcast at nhte.net. Get with us on the various social media platforms that you'll find links to at nhte.net, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Please also consider supporting the show with a donation through Patreon. There's a button at nhte.net for that. Check out the t-shirts and hats at nhte.net, too. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out with another song by Mae Tatro. This is the one she just talked about. It's called Twisted Lover.
0: I saw you, I knew just what you'd do to me, that didn't stop tragedy from happening, I tried to turn away, but much to my dismay. Did to my dreams. Have you seen what you did to my dreams? Have you seen what you did to me? Have you seen what you did to me?